And we're, we're back. We're back. Dun, 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 dun. We sound mellow. If only. <laughs> it's because Amber's super excited to hear my notes. Spice us up, Rach. Okay. Take away. <sighs> I'm going to adjust the sound on here because I'm quietest. <coughs> Ooh, very professional. <coughs> she's getting her NPR Hairball. voice on because she's about Hairball to though. read. Okay. So I am... <sighs> I hate I hate my notes and I love my notes. I always I get know. flustered with them. I'm the same way. Yes. I get flustered mm-hmm. with my notes, but I still need them. Mm-hmm. I my heart and my surprise topic for today is surrender. And I am going to do the best to just not even use my notes actually because I I even when I was writing stuff the other night, I was like, "No, this isn't really what I what I mean." <laughs> It's really hard for me to figure out what I mean. <laughs> we'll help you. We'll help. I still, yeah, I still feel like that's the word. Like, you know how you love picking a new word for every year mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, this is sort of my heart space. I, for sure, it's it's surrender. And it's like this really, really hands open. Um, there's a song, a Christian song that starts with, and the girl, she says, please put your hands up. It's a sign of surrender. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's true. I mean, really hands up. It's, it's like I surrender. Mm-hmm. I, I, I give up. And actually, I wrote out um, I wrote out a few definitions. Mm. And one of them is that it's like to stop resisting, to give up, mm-hmm. to hand over, to abandon oneself entirely to, mm. to give into. Where are you going? She's in that door. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. I hear teen boy voices. I'm not nervous. I'm just want you to be be here. <laughs> and she's gone. We lost Amber again. <laughs> Thank you. That was good. We heard the boys. All right, I'll do that over. To surrender. To stop resisting, to give up, to hand over, to abandon oneself entirely, mm. to give into, to yield, to submit, to stop fighting to let go mm-hmm. and there was and there was a so lot good. more of them mm-hmm. but those were all my favorite ones mm-hmm. that I felt like really applied to me to that <laughs> <laughs> swallowed a bug <laughs> um to me in this season mm-hmm. whatever season this is I was like I I feel like everything that I've done up until this point is super cliche and that everything that I'm going to say right now is going to sound cliche but it's true like I really do feel like God is just literally being like, I want you to stop trying. I think in one of the ones that Amber and I did a couple months ago, I said, I need to stop the um, the striving. Mm-hmm. I don't want to strive so much anymore, like for whatever. But mm-hmm. like I would wake up with this sense of striving, but it was in my own strength. I would pray that it would be for God's, like within God's strength. And for sure he, he did sustain me through some very hard seasons, but – I still felt like sort of a grindingness in my own where I was like, I'm going to do this. Mm. I can do this. Uh, you know, put your big girl pants on and all the things. Well, I can't even find my big girl pants. <laughs> like, they're gone. <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> At this, I just feel like I feel completely undone. I'm going to just read. I'll, I'm going to read what I wrote and mm-hmm. then we can go from there. But... Mm-hmm. So for me, this means a letting go of a lot of pride in who I was or, or what I was doing. I was 
doing a lot of leadership out in front. I had to say goodbye to my gallery space that was a part of my life for 20 years. Mm. I had to yield to a big force in my heart that I know is the Lord asking me to let go of wanting to make extra income for now with my creative outlets that I've had because like I would make and 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 then I'd have a big season well mm-hmm. I like God literally I, I felt him being like I do not want you to to try to do that anymore mm-hmm. at all I want you to write books I want you to like do long-term projects that don't involve sort of like this nickel and diming trying to make lots of extra money at, he's right. like full stop and that was so hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I still find myself sometimes knitting, but in my heart space, I hear him saying, I want you to give those away. Mm. I don't want you to sell them. Almost like little tests. All the time. Mm-hmm. All day long. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine if you knit. Right. But I'm not, I don't want you to make money with those. Mm. I want you to give those away. As I want you to think of someone who needs them. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I love to give, but I also do love to make money I do love to like have a day and like feel accomplished at the end of it by you know earning some income and like I've loved for 25 years I've been selling my work Mm -hmm. in one form or the other and even took my printer away like my printer died that I've had for at least a decade that's done thousands of prints and it died and you cannot buy a new one. Like oh my they word. don't make them anymore. And if you want to like make a nice art quality print, you have to jump into like the super professional grade that is mega bucks. Oh gee. And so he even took my prints away. Like I'm literally like, I can't do this anymore. I, I don't even have the means to do this. Mm. Like that thing that I'm like, well, I can always do that. Mm-hmm. I can always do that. I always had like a million little things in my back pocket. Well, I can always do this. And he's like, no, you don't. You don't have that anymore. I don't have – you don't have that either. And your pants are gone. <laughs> and so stop looking for them. Stop looking for so your big pantless girl pants. with no printer. No, but oh, how embarrassing. seriously, like for an artist, right. it's hard enough to sell anything that you make yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I have to make something. Then I have to shout about it. Then I have to sell mm-hmm. it. Right. Then I have to buy more stuff to make more art. Like it's a, it's a circle that eats itself and you never get out of it. And that yep. the whole poor starving artist thing is for realsies. Like <laughs> don't anyone grow up to be an artist for the most part unless you're discovered and blah, blah, blah. But like how many people, how many artists can you think of? They're all dead, first of all. Right. All the ones that you're thinking about You'll are dead. You'll be a millionaire when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> So how fabulous for you uh, and your family. I was like, maybe my kids will get money from my art, but I'm certainly not getting Mm. much. And now God's like even saying, even those little amounts, I'm taking away that too. And I'm like, okay. So, but, you know, him wanting me to work on books, which I'm like, I do not feel qualified to write, but I'm writing and compiling them nonetheless, skills or not. I'm just forcing myself each week to push the needle a little bit farther I've also been really struggling with letting my oldest son be the grown-up human being that he's becoming. I feel God helping my heart space grow outward and get big enough for all the scary things that he's doing, like having a job. He just started driving a couple months ago, not even a couple no, a months month ago, ago, a month ago, four weeks um, having hit, having him have so many things in his, his life that I have nothing to do with, that part is very hard for me. I don't want to be that weird mom. Amber and I've had a couple podcasts about this, and she's Amy, like, "We have 
some work ahead of us. It's like, I don't, I don't yes. want to be that weird mom, but I know that I am. I'm yes. even that weird mom to other people's kids. Yes. And yes. everyone's <clears throat> like, like yep. Sam's like, mom, the other day, oh, I was, I bought, when we were at the thing, I went into Vans and I was like, and I was determined to buy something for Sam as a little like, congratulations for making it to the championship game. I was ready to buy him a pair of shoes, but he didn't even pick a pair out. So instead, I bought him some socks. And then I bought Izzy a pair of socks. And then I picked some out for Jesse. And Sam's like, Mom, can't you just buy me socks? Oh, yeah, that's good. And I was like, but he would love these. He's like, yeah, but he doesn't need to have the same socks as me. I'm your kid. (laughs) Oh, no. He had to, like, stand there in the store and would be like, can't you just buy me socks? And I'm just like, but I still bought Izzy socks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's a girl. It's a little different. I know. I was just Maybe he was having, like, a little... Jealousy, even. Uh, like, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever like, it was, he was like, literally. I'm your kid, mom. I'm in the that, one. I know. In that moment, he was like, Will you please stop buying things for Jesse all the time? And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, I just know that you would love this color sock. And he's just like, Ugh. I was like, Okay, I receive. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to put down the extra socks for all your friends. That is good. And- so you. That's good. I'm afraid her Sam is going to get married. I'm telling, I've already she's said She's going to go on the honeymoon? She, if, <laughs> she said, she goes, if they invite me. And I'm, no, no. But like, oh, one she, day, she was like, just to take guys. pictures. And then. Amber's <laughs> like, no, no, no pictures on a honeymoon. No. And I said, <laughs> one day they're going to come down their stairs to have breakfast and Rach will have be in the kitchen, like cleaning. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I made you some breakfast. Do you need me to change anything? Do you need me to do some laundry? <laughs> need me to do some laundry. I know. I apologize. But I was like, I don't. To the daughter-in-law already. (laughs) I know. We have to pray for her. Sam, remember, I married you, not your mom. (laughs) I know. Sam, let's move to Alaska. No. No. Or else I will be coming. No one's allowed to move to Alaska. Like, it's like uh, super far. It is, but you know, stay out of their apartment. <laughs> Hide the keys. Hide the keys. Hide okay, the keys. just for the record, I said I don't. I know I don't want to be that weird mom, no, you, but I know that I am. Yes, you are, and, and it's okay. Awareness is half the battle. Awareness, and you have me and Amy who will literally pull you out of the apartment. Hold me Hold back. Tracker on her. Hold me back. <laughs> I know. To track her. And I was, I don't act on like 90% of the things that I wish that I could be doing. Like, trust me. I mean. I do believe that. <laughs> I, would, I would sit, I would sit at all the practices and just watch my kids practice. Like, I, part of it is that I'm living vicariously a life that I did not live. Yes, I do think that is part of it. And it's not, it's not just about Sam or it's not just about Henry. It's like they're living out um such a vibrant, colorful, sweet life. And I wish that I could go back and like kind of live out that. Yes, I do think that kind of a life. And so I'm like living vicariously through my kids who are now not wanting to me to be (laughs) that close to vicarious (laughs) where it's like, mom, I don't want you to even know where I'm going. So I'm like, well, I still get to know where you're going. I just Mm -hmm. don't have to be there lurking. You know. Unless you want me. Unless you want me. Can you want some money? You need some money? She'll be in the bushes. Yeah, I'm trying not so so right, not mm-hmm. acting on that. But I was that mom to him when he was a newborn who didn't want to even miss him burp, let alone smile. Like mm-hmm. I 
you know, or say words. I haven't want to, it was really hard for a while. A couple of years ago, I went and got a part-time job. I was gone for two or three days a week. And that was a really tough season for me as a mother to be away from them completely and to not have any like touch points throughout the day. Like people on here must think I'm completely nuts. I know there's other mothers out there like me, though. I follow a few of them on Facebook. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> no, it's so good because they're, like, crying and they're driving and crying because, like, their son's in boot camp. Oof, and, yeah. and she's just like, I never thought this would be harder than when they were little because mm-hmm. the little days are hard, right? They, like, mm-hmm. kind of it's almost different hard. you. It's, it's different a different hard. hard. And it's alone hard. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, alone and no one knows Actually, that I feel. Actually, uh, you have a husband. No, but, but by day. Uh, by, and by heart, I would say. I'm alone in my heart space oh, where I'm like, okay, I'm grieving all, okay. a lot. Like, you know what I mean? You mean now or as a young mom? I don't even know anymore. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you were saying when you, when you were a young mom, you were alone. Oh, I was talking about even now in the empty pre, in the pre-empty nesting. Yeah. Forget actual empty nesting, mm-hmm. people. Pre-empty mm-hmm. nesting. Uh, there's an alone heart space that I feel and I was there was there's this other mama that I adore on Facebook and she all of her kids are out of the house and she's empty nesting hard and she's Mm -hmm. pouring herself into creativity and and like refurnishing furniture and it's really really sweet but you can tell she's trying to like Mm -hmm. keep her mind off of how sad she is Mm -hmm. and she says that she says like I miss this and I miss that. She's in mm-hmm. that. It's so yeah. fresh. Mm-hmm. Both of her kids, it was like one year and another year and they're gone. And uh, which is kind of a reason why I'm glad that our boys are almost four years apart. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're not both going to leave me in two years. That's right. going to be me. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. right. And then I have Thomas right after. So I will be completely empty in about mm-hmm. three years, four years, four which years. Which is just crazy. Yeah. I have eight still, but only... A few with Sam. So it's like, mm-hmm. we'll be back to having an only child kind of in the house for a, a, a while, which will be, I'm okay, I'm going off on a tangent, but <laughs> um, I was that kind of like weird, obsessive baby mama. And so it really hasn't changed. And now that I have an, like, um, an almost adult son, I'm like, oh, I, I now realize how obsessive or mm-hmm. compulsive or just sort of well do you feel too like the word that keeps coming to my mind and it can be anything in our lives at any period of time it's almost like this sounds like harsh but like it's almost like a form of idolatry yeah like he's an idol in your life yeah I think my kids have always been like for a long time and you, Amy you know this really well like Kurt and I had a very hard time going on dates so right. like I put my children first Time-wise, energy-wise, food-wise, emotionally-wise, sleep-wise, mm-hmm. time-wise. Like everything, I put them first. And we never, ever, ever went on dates until recently, like faithfully. There was one year where we w- – there was like this sweet spot where they were really comfortable with, with Mimi and like a couple other babysitters. And it was okay. Mm-hmm. And we would we did – but then we slipped right back into our ha- – like, some stuff happened. It was hard, like, school stuff or whatever. I don't even know. Like, Henry was having a moment. But, like, always my kids would come first. And it, I can't I, – I mean, if I'm honest, I don't even know. It's not that I don't regret it. It's that I don't even know how we would have done it differently because, like, 
Kurt and I are both softies. Like neither one of us mm-hmm. ever figured out a way to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. Which it, is amazing that you guys are as good as you are. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I will say that compared to a lot of our friends who like didn't have curfews for their kids, mm-hmm. uh, not curfews, but bedtimes mm-hmm. for their kids, our children, until Sam like was, we were in this house. So he was like 10, 11, 12, I don't know. Bedtime, mm-hmm. seven. So you weren't softies in that area? Oh, no, we were not. Mm-hmm. We That was our survival. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had to know that bedtime was seven. Mm-hmm. And so we would start bedtime earlier. Even. <laughs> Five o'clock, let's get her. Let's get the bath going. <laughs> <laughs> but seven o'clock came and then we were like, we had the whole evening mm-hmm. to snuggle. We did a lot of snuggling. Like, like even in seasons where he was in school or mm-hmm. working really hard or whatever, like, which he's actually always been, but... We would work beside each other, like mm-hmm. snuggle. We'd get in a position, cozy up on the sofa, yeah. and we would be together. Unlike you and Kevin, who who love to talk a lot about a lot of things when you go on dates, like we didn't do enough talking for sure. Like mm-hmm. we would have whole seasons, and I mean like chapters of our children's lives go by where we didn't have a whole lot of communication because mm-hmm. we were so t- tired mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like seven o'clock comes – you're on the sofa yeah, you're dead. and you're checked out. Mm-hmm. We're together mm-hmm. and he can't. So like he'll just, he has to have like hands on my leg. Mm-hmm. So it's like skin. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wear pants, you know, big girl like pants, sweat pants, not my big girl pants. Little, little girl pants. Little girl pants. <laughs> really little pants. Okay. Too much information. <laughs> no pants. Yeah. No pants. No pants. Let's be honest. No pants. <laughs> That is ten third. Ten third. Ten third. Beep. Amber's leaving again <laughs> emotionally, but that kind of was our date, and it's lame as all get up. And there was no coffee or treats or any fancy what? dinners. No t- coffee or no. treaty. You made little uh, treaty treats. No, I'm just saying, like we weren't going out. Like oh, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. We weren't making it. We weren't getting yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. So, but again, I don't think that if you asked either one of us right now, which we're doing. I still would not know how to do the way that our children wear and the way we wear any different. Like, mm-hmm. I struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. and to leave my children knowing mm-hmm. that they might not be happy mm-hmm. or scared or not being able to go to sleep or whatever. I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, the reward of the date was outweighed heavily by the stress and anxiety mm-hmm. of not wanting to see my child crying in the mm-hmm. doorway, like, or just knowing that they were yeah, scared. And I don't even know. It was definitely not our finest part of our parenting or, or not parenting so much as coupling. Coupling. <laughs> or putting our, you know, prioritizing our marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and like you say, we, you know, we started off together. We're going to end together. And we want to make sure we still like each other in between. That we're not strangers. <laughs> that we're not strangers when our kids leave. Statistics are so high of couples who get divorced once their last kid's in college because they just hold themselves together until their kids are gone. And they're like, peace out. I don't even know you anymore. Yeah. I can't wait for my children to go so I can hang out with him. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of saying like we have a major bucket list of things that we want to do, like adventures and a lot of traveling that we want to do once our once our both of our kids are not just out but established like once happily. we're happily settled mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and they don't need us to be like the soft place to land all the time like yeah. even if they whatever it's like they're okay and they're solvent yeah that's financially we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna just go and 
Like, because you don't know where they're going to end up. And I want to go see all the grandbaby sucker games. And then mm-hmm. I get to relive again mm-hmm. the littles. You know the thing that you said to me that I have re- I repeated it to a mom at church the other day that was so interesting. And it, it comes to that surrender. I think when our children are little, we feel like we are so pivotal to their lives. Because we are. Like, mm-hmm. they don't eat unless we feed them. They're right. not clean unless we clean them. Oh, that's the thing. For a while, we're keeping them alive. Yeah. Legit. But you told me that we know our children the longest when they are adults. Yeah. That is such a short season. And so, mm. you have to, like, it's mm-hmm. so interesting, that brain turn that you mm-hmm. have to, like, they are their own individuals. And that's Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good. Right. And, in the and I'm in and the season. Mind. You've had one go all the way through. Right. And we're you kind still of in, have Well, two. we're, yeah, Caden and Jesse, even the difference between that, that three years, 15 and 18, like, like, we're still with our middle teenage boys. And even you still with your two of Thomas like, and Parker, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, we're, like, it's even, I think, trickier because they're not adults yet nope. we still have to parent them we yeah. still have to make hard calls that are they're gonna not be happy with us we haven't earned the place of calling being each other's best friends yet or good mm-hmm. friends yeah, yet no. we're not we're friends not. yet nope and so you still need a mom and i think a lot of parents <laughs> make that jump too soon because mm-hmm. they, they want to be liked. They want they don't want their kid mad at them. They don't want their so having to make hard calls, that is our job because we answer to the Lord. Yep. They answer to us and I answer to the Lord. And so I've had to have mm-hmm. those hard calls where I'm like the only mom <laughs> making this call in this arena and say, mm-hmm. I know before the Lord that the answer for right now is no. And I I answer to him. And I love you and it doesn't look like that and you don't feel that it's true. Mm-hmm. Hoping and praying that down the road we are super close and wonderful friends, but yeah. we're not there yet. <laughs> nope. I do feel that God is working in me and helping me let go, mm-hmm. albeit slowly, <laughs> um, helping me put my hands out in full surrender, mm. um, not holding on so tight to all the things that I love so that they get smothered and die. <laughs> wrote that I was just like that's good right because sometimes I feel like that's like the panic in me is mm-hmm. is like I'm almost trying too hard to savor something so that I'm mm-hmm. actually not enjoying it I'm more like panicked yeah like is it so much like they they are your everything and so when you said you've got this this empty space in your heart in my mind, I picture the Lord being like, I gave you them on loan. I'm I'm supposed to fill all of that. Because I, yeah. I think women women do that with lots of things. Some women do mm-hmm. with their kids. Some women do it with Husbands. their marriages. Some women do it with their job or mm-hmm. their career or their home. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that, that's, that God is prying those things from my fingers and helping me to let go and helping me to like – um, make a distinction between my identity as a mother mm, mm-hmm. and my identity yeah. in Christ, which is like mothering aside. If I lost my children, mm-hmm. I am still the same person You're to so the Lord that I am. Mm-hmm. And But that would be so hard <laughs> to like mm-hmm. – I, I would feel like I've lost my identity, mm-hmm. you know, my identity with my husband. I mean – my heart goes out to people that actually that happens to. I mean, it could happen to any one of us at any moment. But, like, it would be so surreal for a while and then to come up and, like, kind of. But I think some things going through big stages, like when your kids go from middle school to teens and teens to adults, there's this element of I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do here. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
almost every day where I'm like, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to handle this. Uh, and it could be something little. It could be something big. But just realizing that I can't slow time down as mm-hmm. much as I want to at least a few times a day just to slow it down. I can't. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just pra- trying to practice being in each moment, not in like the cliche, like be present. But it's like in just a, a surrendered posture of like, I, I, this is wonderful. I'm going to let it wash over me and not try to even like you guys know that I am like an obsessive photographer. So and I've photographed my entire children's lives. And for real, even letting that go, which has had like a nice gracefulness to it, because I think a couple of years ago, Sam was just like, mom, Mm -hmm. you know, and like not them wanting. Now I actually will run posts that I make Mm -hmm. by Sam Mm -hmm. because he he's on Facebook. And it's like, I I, I want I don't want him to be embarrassed Mm -hmm. or like ashamed or whatever. And like, so he. I will run things by him mm-hmm. out of respect. And like, if he says no, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't go there. But like, even just, just not feeling like I have to capture everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just letting it, letting it go, enjoying it for what it is and letting it go and not trying to hold on to it so tightly that I'm not moving on to the next thing that God is bringing into my life. Cannot mm-hmm. grow if you are choke holding. Right. Your and I can't move on yep. and like discover what God has for for me. And it might be like I'm walking out onto a peninsula where there's not a whole lot of people or not mm-hmm. a whole lot of family or not a whole lot of things. It's just me and the Lord walking mm-hmm. out onto a peninsula. And I, I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like if that's what he's calling me to, to being like, I want you to walk with just me for now and yeah. be quiet everywhere else. I don't want you to say yes to all the things. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to fill the day so tight so that you're feeling like, you know, whatever. But like to just walk out into a sort of a silent following of the Lord, of what he's asking me to do, not try to explain it to everybody, not try to justify my time with something visual or something that I've made with my hands or mm. a memory that I tried to capture to show everybody that it happened, but I wasn't really there because I was just so panicked about capturing it, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I will admit that that's how I've lived a lot of my life with my kids mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I'm trying so hard to like capture this moment so I don't forget it. Mm-hmm. Different, like totally different heart space than I've ever been in um, to enjoy it, but to let it go as soon as it does without wishing for more, mm-hmm. without wanting to make it stand still, even like to give up wanting to make it stand still because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling more surrendered to Lately to more mess, uh, more grunge, more dirt, more chaos in mm-hmm. the name of being present with my people and like letting people in. I mean, even tonight where it's like, <laughs> yeah. bring all the kids. Yeah. We will make an easy meal that we can feed a lot of people and like bring everybody. I don't I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, and I'm not afraid of where they're eating it or, mm-hmm. w- you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. just want them mm-hmm. more than I care about anything else. And I'm also not going to try to like capture the whole thing on video you know mm-hmm. you like, I'm just, you're trapped here well, with that's us this, but right so. i did think them sitting on the fire was cute i wish one of us had cut it <laughs> oh we do have sur- security cameras <laughs> <laughs> everywhere <laughs> Still no but but yeah it, it, that's the thing there's like, mm-hmm. these sweet things and our kids have so many sweet friends and like they're going out and like now they're living their life that Every now and then I'll say, Sam, you just take one picture for me. Mm -hmm. You take something and send it to me. 
I've also been struggling quite a bit with the way that like our culture has gotten weird and the whole thing with all the inflation and how that like cut into our, I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself, but like for Kurt and I, that cut into our style of living quite a bit. Like Mm. for whatever reason, it took that just enough of like that play in our finances where we were like we don't have to be so worried we can get coffees we can go on little trips we can do all these things it cut into that in such a way where it's like we don't feel like we have that freedom right now to just be sort of like caution to the wind ish Mm -hmm. and and not saving as much which makes Kurt a little bit more stressed but just like and I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time thinking about because I feel like everybody's there but like I just feel for a while I was panicked about it and kind of upset and feeling like do I need to go out and get a job to like make up for what we're not having and all these things? And I really felt again with everything else that God was just like, no, I just want you to learn to live with less. Mm. (laughs) I want you to be content. I want you to, I mean, he's been, he's been pointing me to the verses in the Bible where it's like, if you have food Mm -hmm. and clothing, you have enough. Yep. And you don't need all the extra. It's nice. It's Mm -hmm. fun. But it's like, I want you to be in the season where you are content. I'm testing your contentedness. Mm. And even if you have the opportunity to A, B, or C, or D, he's like, I just want to know that you can be content with what you've got. Because you have a lot. And it's, it's, I, I think with wealth, there's never an end to it. I think you you have more and then you spend more and then you think you need more right. and then you get more and then you spend more and you think you need more than that. And like there's a, there's a never ending leveling up that happens that you almost don't know how to go back to mm-hmm. living with less. It's like, well, I always, but I always get Duncan after school with my kids and I always this and we always go on a the sweet little anniversary trip that keeps getting bigger and more more extravagant, sass, extravagant mm-hmm. every year. And it's like, but I always this or that. And it's like, I, in this season, he's like literally like, just shush. And <laughs> he's telling a lot of people to shush. Shush <laughs> and stop and be content. And do you have food? You know, do you have clothing? Are you warm? Then be thankful. And that's still, it. There's no still. end. And there's n- striving mm-hmm. and stop striving and be still and and there's no like okay well we're gonna try to figure it out for tomorrow and he's just like I'm not promising you that mm-hmm. I want you to be content now and I want you to shush. It's such a good lesson to learn to teach our babies as well because mm-hmm. they they mm. they learn what we model. Yeah, you know I mean, or we model. You know, what I'm trying to say yes. So it's like we it's this. We need to model that for them too, and we can't model mm. hypocrisy. I mean, they know if we're not content. <laughs> I have done that very, very badly. I, I am, I have, ne- I have always lived a very discontented. Like the people that know me the most, and my hubby for sure know that it's like I, I always want more, and I'm, sh- I am sure, and both my boys have that kind of in them. That we, as a family, we're always trying to like keep a rein on it, mm-hmm. but it's so it's a struggle that we definitely have mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that's just one of the maybe one of the reasons why, because this is like this as a whole, as a whole country, as a whole, as the whole world. I'm assuming, but like ex- the only exceptions are the very, very rich that this hasn't 
really cramped their style. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of us were like, wow, food is twice or three times as expensive. Mm-hmm. I come home with two shopping bags and it was 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> for like lunches for four days and a few dinners. Like what is happening? And then, so, and, and oh, I lost my train of thought. It's just completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, perimenopause. I, I, I Just can gone. Speak. I know. It's okay. I'll talk until it's fine. Like I do think that learning to be content is it's a it's a training. Oh, it's a it, discipline. It is yeah, a discipline sure. that you have to train yourself into. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. I mean, I've yet to meet. Maybe there's someone out there who's just naturally. Well, I think some people's personalities do mm-hmm. tend toward being more. Where natural. are they? I haven't met any yet. I know. Well, I think they're the people that are more naturally optimistic. Too, or yeah. maybe it's child. Like if you were raised with not as much, and your parents modeled that, it's like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm saying, I'm like, Lord, you're gonna test me if I say this right now. But like my childhood, I feel like we did not have a lot. Like my parents lived paycheck to paycheck. My mom was a stay at home mom. On school breaks when all the kids are going to Disney, we're like in a canoe, like <laughs> going down the East Branch River and tenting in gravel pits. And that was all I knew. Mm-hmm. And so it was dreamy to me. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know any different. And we had literally Walmart growing up. You know, we lived in this little tiny podunk town. So I never had the name brand stuff. I never – I also didn't have – Friends who pointed out to me that I didn't have the name brand stuff because I think we all were pretty much Walmart kids mm-hmm. <laughs> at our little, you know, the little school that we grew up in. And so mm. I didn't have anything to compare to. I didn't have social media. I didn't yeah. have, you know what I mean? So all of those things, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. So I do feel like I was raised to be pretty content with the basics. Mm. And so mm. I do f- feel mostly content. Um I think I would agree with that. I would agree with you that give too, away your best things. That's what I see you do all the time. I mean, I, I don't think I'm perfect. I'm just so I'm, I'm like hesitating to say that because I toot my own horn. And even mm. like now that we have a nicer house, a bigger house, like I just ordered a bunch of pictures of us that Rachel took, and Kevin's like, "Are you kidding me about this price?" And I was like, "We have never had pictures of our family on the wall." Mm-hmm. And so I think that goes back to what you were saying. Like as you get more like. The world has this vacuum, right? Like mm-hmm. you make more, you are going to find more places to spend it. And yep. Kevin and I just had this conversation the other day. It's like we are in a bigger home now. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to, you know, we, we need a, we need, quote unquote, we're getting a pellet stove. We are in charge of our own dirt road to have to fix it and, and gravel it. And so he's like, we have got to adjust how we live. And I don't feel like we are extravagant, but like mm-hmm. – massive adjustments because our, our our house payment is bigger our we just have these things that we didn't have in our little house you know and right. so mm-hmm. and so now I'll fill the pinch because I do like Duncan as well and my kids will like Duncan every day after school if I, every I day every day you know, and then I feel like a jerk when I say no but like so <laughs> yeah so I think it's the give and yeah. take but I, I think that back to what you said Amber like Paul said in scripture, he learned to be, be content. content. It's a discipline. So it is a discipline for mm. all of us. And, you know, and the older I get, the, the more I find it harder to be content because I have more things to compare, yeah. you know, and I see more yeah. things and I, whatever. So I was born with a champagne taste on a beer budget. I, <laughs> we were also impoverished and I was acutely aware at a pretty young age. And so I developed, I started stealing and lying <laughs> and like stole my outfits. Like, I just had this internal 
my own internal struggle Mm -hmm. that I was born with for sure to want more of everything. And the more of the world that I saw, the more I wanted what other people had. And I, but you are also crazy generous. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know what that's all about. It's a strange (laughs) paradox, (laughs) I guess. It's redeeming. I think (laughs) a sign of hope, perhaps. (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, but that I was do. A weird. I was trying to <laughs> losing my voice. Because <clears throat> <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> hmm. you are, you're generous with your time, you're generous with your talents, and you're generous with your ter- with your treasure. So maybe you're discontent on all those arenas too. I don't know, but like you're, I'd say you're more generous in the majority in all of those areas. Hmm. Yeah, I think that if if we if if there was like a some sort of a graph, that a visual graph of my heart and my mind. It maybe selfishness and like philanthropy would be kind of head to head though, Mm -hmm. like pretty equal, like fighting each other Mm -hmm. all the time. Like I feel like I honestly don't think that I give out of like the widow's might, for example, where it's like I have nothing and I'm going to give. I think you do that sometimes, not always. I'm sure you do that better than I do. I like to give out of excess. Mm -hmm. So like, if I have a lot of something, I'll be like, I can give a lot of it away, but I still want a lot for myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest. I mean, like, mm-hmm. if I'm really honest, like I love giving excess. Um, if I ha- I do challenge myself to like, like I was, I was raised, um, treat others better, treat others better than yourself mm-hmm. and do unto others what you wish would be done unto you, which I did love. I did love that even from a really young age. Mm-hmm. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And so like, even if for a plate of food or a, a drink or anything, I will offer it a hundred p- times to the, and like, I genuinely want you to pick the one and might be the one that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, but then mm-hmm. there's that joy of like knowing that that's the one that someone else wanted. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, I am, I'm the most selfish person that I know. Like if my heart was like really laid out before mm-hmm. me, I would, I want all the things. I want a whole kingdom. I want a whole town. I want all the things. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like, I wish I could do so much more with my creativity, like big broad stroke things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so it, it's a, it's a struggle that I just, but I do feel God this year in particular, like working on some of this stuff because he's working on it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it's not just me. This is affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone that I know is not saving as much money. Oh, everyone word. that I yeah. know is spending a ridiculous amount on, on groceries. Everybody that I know is feeling this when it comes to, like, we're facing winter with the highest our oil has ever been Mm -hmm. and we none of us wants to burn oil like Mm -hmm. we're like what can we burn what can Mm -hmm. we what how can we heat put on a sweater (laughs) sweater sweater weather sweater weather and (laughs) i have literally we we have changed we have we went a full 10 degrees cooler in our house so far and we have adapted yeah i do not feel as cold as like I would have last year at this time, like I, we have adapted. Our bodies are more conditioned. We just, so good. we don't turn the heat on as, as much. And I was like, I refuse to pay that much money for, mm. for that much heat. So we're, we're going to take that 10 degrees mm-hmm. colder. That's like no fun money spending. It's like yeah. food. <sighs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I was like, I, it's hard for me sometimes. Like I, I do still wish that things were different. But I feel much more peace about it than I did at first. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I know that's because God is actually, I'm not just saying that I'm going to surrender. He's actually breaking that down Mm. in me and I'm actually giving it up. Like I am not fighting it anymore. One, because I'm just too tired. (laughs) And two, (laughs) because I just, I like, I literally just, I trust you. I trust you. I'm not going to, I'm going to, my instinct is to freak out. Mm-hmm. or panic or or chokehold and I'm gonna I'm not mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna hands open this and like let it go and trust you okay. and be thankful for like where we are and I don't know if things will ever be as carefree as they used to be but I feel like that we're more resolved to be thankful and like I want to be resolved to be thankful and to do what I have to do to do what I can do to go where we can go and to just keep on, be to be thankful for other past adventures and good times that seem like they were a far, far away. Like just a couple of years yeah. ago, we went on this <laughs> pretty extravagant anniversary trip, and I was like, I felt like the queen. <laughs> it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was blissy. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And we can't do that this year. And I'm just like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like we can do something and it'll be really sweet. Mm -hmm. And like that did happen. That was a part of my life. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be every day replicated all the time. It can be something that we look back and be like, that was so much fun. And I don't even know how it happened actually. Like if I really think about it, I'm like, how did that happen? But I think you're wicked good at like creating, like you can create a new special and you can create a new, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. I Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Every day. Hey, I find a pine cone and I am happy. So see, you're not, you're not as discontent as you say you are. So, I also yeah, think, I think it's like a heart, it's a, it's a, it's a heart yeah. issue that yeah. I battle with all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think with surrender, when I think about the times I've had to surrender in my life, there's a, there's a, you know, sometimes our tenacity and our grip on things god can't make the movements he needs to make for change Mm -hmm. if we're still there Mm -hmm. and so there's been several times that i've had to walk away from something and surrender even though that's where i thought i was going to die that's where i was going to be forever Mm -hmm. and i had to let the pieces fall Mm -hmm. so that god can move Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another thing that a hundred percent that you know. And so for me, then looking back and it's moving, I'm like, oh, I want to move with it, but it wasn't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I ha- I have to obey, mm-hmm. and I'm I can't move. And so I can't. It can't be my work. It has to be. It has to be the Lord's. And so I think when we sometimes when we surrender, true surrendering is having peace with it. Once you've also walked away and you see that it continues without you. Because I do think sometimes mm-hmm. we love to surrender and then... Hope it all falls apart when you walk away. <laughs> yeah, so that it's like, see, you needed me. Because yes. then it's yep. in my own strength, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. True. I was the thing. I was the juggernaut that kept this ship sailing. But right. like, you have to trust and that. Sometimes it's true, actually, and it does fall apart. And, and that's you didn't a- want it to happen, but you were like, I just still can't. Yep. I can't be the rescuer. I can't be mm-hmm. the thing yep. that holds it together anymore. And that's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is a surrender for me, like, mm-hmm. especially with like my family. I can't, I can't continue to be the person who runs into the void to fix things. Right. I can't be the person that keeps running into the void and being vulnerable when no one else will reciprocate it back to me because that isn't 
I have to surrender that knowing that there's going to be loss, fallout. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of it too goes back to identity, like what you were saying earlier, like surrendering all the things like our motherhood or mm-hmm. or and the stages of that our kids are at in certain jobs and certain positions that we've had or mm-hmm. certain relationships that, you know, it's all of these different things are different chapters in our life, different seasons, different assignments. And mm-hmm. the Lord moves us as he wants to and our job is to obey. Yeah. And remember that our identity is in who he says we are. And these are just assignments. And I just saw a Pinterest quote the other night. I do love Pinterest. It feeds my the visual part of my brain. And mm. I just like let myself. It's like a magazine mm-hmm. at, the, at my fingertips all the time. And I love it. <laughs> and I saw this sweet quote. And it was like, if the door doesn't open, it's not for you. <laughs> and I loved that. And it, it made me feel very free to just. Mm-hmm. It's not just the door opening. But sometimes like we're, sometimes we're trying to force the door mm-hmm. open. Sometimes we're like knocking on the door and like mm-hmm. wanting it to open. And we're like. But if it's like. If it. it there was just a freedom to just like be in a space where there were no doors or like we're literally just like, I don't know, a rest, like a restful, a true surrender, like a letting go of like any expectations for the future or Mm -hmm. a a panicking about the past. Yeah. At the Mm -hmm. same time. Yes. Um, I can do that too. Panic about the past. Did I savor it enough? Did I? Yeah. And there's really nothing we can do about it. I feel Mm -hmm. like, I feel like all three of us, uh, did do our best and for all of us there were ups and downs of that like for me I we didn't go on dates enough with my hubby and like there's things that for sure you can but there's no there's no point to panic about it it's like there's literally nothing there's no I can't redo it I can't go back like now we can move on and and try to make better choices but I just had a few questions not only for you guys but I just wanted to ask our listeners to challenge yourself um, asking if you're in a posture of surrender or if you're fighting something on some front and what does fighting it look like to you? Like, what does that mean for you? Like for me, it meant that I was leaning into the anxiety more than leaning into the letting go of the striving, Mm. the panic and the wishing that things were as they were or worried that they would be too fleeting in the future. Like, Mm I was giving into that. I was leaning into that versus leaning into like practicing to let go. And so just are you in a posture of surrender or are you fighting something on a front where you know that, you know, God is asking you to like let go, to to be done, to to lay it down, to you know even just to say goodbye whether it's a person whether is there anything that comes to your mind where you feel like you're not in a heart posture of of letting things go where you're like trying to hold on to it too tightly I don't know if it's it's kind of some someone I was like kind of closing my eyes trying to think of like what am I doing I think for me I I it's still struggling with all the stuff that's going on with my mental, you know, with trauma therapy and um, really relinquishing and letting go of the mindset of what family is for me. And 
Um, last week I was given some information, um, about my biological father and, and it was this really interesting like battle I had to do inside of my heart because I'm not close. Mm. I I could probably count on one hand or both my hands, maybe, uh, how many times I've had interactions with him. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't saddened like that. Like if it had been your dad, Rach, or mm. um, meaning like if Rach's dad got sick, I would be more emotionally triggered mm-hmm. by that mm-hmm. than this man or or my dad that raised me or anybody, really. It, he's kind of like Wait, the he Walmart. Never, he never pressed into you. Never. So, so like, yeah. but there was this real intensive struggle that I worked through in therapy this past week where uh, there is still this small piece in me that was like, oh, he's someday going to come and want me. Mm-hmm. Someday he's going to figure out that I'm the bee's knees mm-hmm. and he's going to want me. And he's going to come and he's going to be like, Amber, I've, I'm so sorry. And these are the reasons I wasn't here. But look, I... I've written you all these letters your whole life and here's these journals of all the times I've thought of you. And look, I I saved up money because I knew I couldn't give it to you because your mom's crazy or whatever. And and so here, and I can pay for your children's cot. Like, I've always wanted you. See, this is all the evidence of why I wanted you. And like, mm-hmm. and that is not, ha- <laughs> that is not happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's that tiny part of me that, you know, my rational brain is like, mm-hmm. oh, that's not true. And, and it's okay. And mm-hmm. this is what I had. Like, like you said, that internal contentment of like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's okay. And and he he did the best that he could. And, you know, he made mistakes. But don't we all? And we're all just broken humans. But there's just this little part that's like, that will, when he passes away, that will never happen. Mm-hmm. That will never be Right, that fairy tale that we're all waiting well, for on whatever level. It's that, not it's yeah. not there. Mm-hmm. And surrendering that to the Lord is is okay. Like I can do it, but I can f- it, I had to work through it because there was just this little piece of me that was like, "Oh man, I really mm-hmm. it would be really awesome if he came and was like, you are my biggest, even if it was like, you were my biggest regret. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can't go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't pass away, I can't leave this earth without telling you mm-hmm. that you, I thought of you every single day and you were always on my mind and you are my biggest regret. Mm-hmm. And I may not be. And mm-hmm. that's like, and I mm-hmm. have to somehow let surrender that and mm-hmm. know that my true father in heaven, mm-hmm. I he adores me mm-hmm. way more than mm-hmm. than this man could ever want right. me. Right. You know, and the Lord gave me even sweetness in seeing how Peter fathers our children and like that my children will have mm-hmm. no doubt mm-hmm. in their mind, n- zero doubts mm-hmm. <laughs> in their mind that their father did not adore them. Yeah. And it, and I mean he's great with our boys too, but I'm only like the way he loves his girls is the most healing thing. Mm-hmm. But still deep inside, 
there is that little thing that I, mm-hmm. I felt like I'm, I'm definitely surrendering the dream of mm-hmm. having the dream, yeah, the dream of mm-hmm. having really. And it was interesting because in therapy, what we discussed was any adult. It could be like I could replace that with my biological mother. I could place that with my stepdad. I could put any grown up hmm. to just want me and mm-hmm. think I was the bee's knees. And I can I can rationalize and understand why the adults in my life made the choices that they made. And again, they're all broken individuals and we're all doing the best that we can. But as the child in my own heart, the little Amber, that's what we talk a lot in therapy, the little Amber, mm-hmm. she just wants an adult to want her. Mm-hmm. And so there is that that I have to continue to yeah, surrender. That makes so much sense. And isn't it so hard that like even as we're 44 years old, there's still there's mm. still certain things that happen yeah. any given day where we feel like a child again. Oh. And our response is that of a child or mm. our trigger is that of a child or our memories are that of a child. Yep. The way that we're internalizing what's happening mm-hmm. is that of a child. And it's like that never, ever leaves you. Right. <laughs> Such a bummer. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. It's kind of a lot, depending on your childhood. Kind of a that- letdown. <laughs> well, like for no. someone like you who, you know, it really hit me when you were like, one of the most recent podcasts where you're like, the day that I graduated from high school, I packed up my bags and I never once ever went back to my home. Never. Mm-hmm. Never. And I was like, wow, okay. And that's basically been... A picture of your whole adult life, even with your family, it was mm-hmm. a, it was more of a slow burn, but like it's still, it's literally never been what that fairy tale thing oh, that you yeah. wanted nope. it to be, and so. No. And the funny thing was when I realized is that when my bile ice, and again, I have a dad that cho- who who continues to choose to raise me, so I don't want to. I need no no Kleenex, no pity parties at all. Like I am super blessed with my dad that raised me. He's a good man and to raise a girl that looks identical to yours your ex-wife is rough (laughs) (laughs) and leans it like he comes to my kids games Mm -hmm. and he's he's there Mm -hmm. um as much as he is capable to be there emotionally Mm -hmm. financially you know physically he is there so i i but there is this weird part in my brain I think it's just a very human part of your mind. Yeah, but that is, yeah. I am, I, when the inevitable happens with my biological father and with my mother, I mean, all of our, we're all going to die, that there's this moment in which I will be an orphan. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, the the narrative is that I am starting the line. Like, that's what me and Peter often say is that we have started yeah. the, the lineage for our family. And that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure and it's mm-hmm. a lot of um, surrendering. Like, you I think know. it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it's like God's grace all over it. Like all the family curses you've broken, all the generational curses that you've broken where your kids will have no idea. They yeah. have no idea. They, it's not even part of their concept or their makeup yeah. of not knowing. They will never not know what I mean. What they will always know that they were wanted and loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that thought will never enter their brain. Yeah. I am yeah. I am that's super awesome. duper thankful for that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Cool. So that's, that's the thing cool. I'm surrendering. 
Amy. So good. Well, we've been gone like a million years for this one, but I feel like I am perpetually in a state of surrender. (laughs) (laughs) So I really, I really do. And in some areas have more weight in my brain than others some days, but always, I feel like my kids, my, my boys right now, especially because they're becoming men Mm. and Caden getting ready to leave the nest and he has a very serious girlfriend and, and you know, we're in a new season with this new house that we have and, just I don't know I feel like my 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 mm. business that I have it's I'm, I feel like I'm always asking the Lord okay is this do I continue to press in do I walk away do I you <laughs> know not for my kids from <laughs> but like, my job I'm or, done with parenting <laughs> <laughs> other areas you know just yeah. I feel like mm. I don't know I, I just, can look backwards at your life and agree with that, that you've <laughs> always been in a place of surrender. In some area. Yeah. 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 And so. And for someone who doesn't want to move, you've had to move 10 times? We've moved 10 times. Yeah. So we, I feel yeah. like we've lived a somewhat nomadic life, mm-hmm. um, which is not my favorite. And yeah. And even just always, I, like we've talked a lot about our kids in these past couple co- podcasts, but I just saw a meme the other day. It said, behind every... Every successful kid is a mother is a mother wondering how terribly she's messed him up or something yes. like that. You know what I mean? Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, that's so yeah, that's pretty good. So yeah, I just feel like always like in the morning when I get up before the rest of my family and have time with the Lord, I I there's always I feel like there's always weight that I lay mm. down, like okay, mm-hmm. you know, just all the areas. Mm. Family, church, business, kids, marriage, mothering, all the things. So Yeah. And you do it very well. And you still go through every day, like, very full of joy and energy and, like, willing to do the hard things just as with as much attention and 100% all in as anything else that you have to do that's mundane every day, you know? So you're, you're a very good – you help definitely keep me, like, on the straight and narrow as far as just, like, being willing to – continue to like press in show up uh do the things with joy (laughs) master the mundane and yeah (laughs) Mm. uh isn't that so much of life though and then you help to make my my life pretty (laughs) happy (laughs) i know maybe someday in in heaven i'll have a big castle she'll be the big gardener yeah. No, she'll be bossing the big gardener. <laughs> like, listen, little to the right. I don't girl. know. I still. Really, I hope that my I have a brand new spine and that I can garden for all the hours uh, without any pain or all the things. That would be so much fun. I love that. <laughs> well, I'll just close this out with this sweet verse um, from Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious enough for itself. Each day has enough trouble and weirdness and craziness (laughs) and pressure. I like this version. And all the things. Is this the new living version? (laughs) Of its own. If you think of anyone, your mother, your sister, your bestie, your mailman, uh, the person who watches your kids after school, just... Share this podcast today with a friend, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.